The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down on the Thursday night to throw it down. Thanks to Teddy Covers for stepping up and in. Now it's just a you and a me as the Chicago Bears beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A confused Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers at the end of the football game. Tom Brady was unaware uh, that the game was over. Uh, he actually thought that they had another down left. And, you know, for a coach that complains about attention to detail and for a coach that throws everybody under the bus as much as he does, you ever notice it's never Bruce Arians' fault? It's the O-line's fault. It's the, the, the coordinator's fault. It's Tom Brady's fault even. Arians throws everyone under the bus, yet... Arians is like really one of the most overrated coaches. He was a good coach. He had a good run. It was a long time ago. You know what I mean? They had that run with Arizona, and then they got sm- uh, smoked by Carolina, and it is what it is. And then uh, Arizona sucked again after. Uh, the, the legend of Bruce Arians a little bit overblown, but Tap aren't done. Brady's not done or anything like that, but they're not that good. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're a wild card caliber NFL football team. That's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. Tampa Bay can beat you. You know They can hang around. They can win. They can beat some teams. They're not a great football team. Chicago Bears aren't a great football team, but that doesn't matter. Uh, they're 4-1. and one. But it's amazing, isn't it? As the, the Chicago Bears led by Nick Foles, and it's not like Nick Foles played great or anything like that, uh, but it doesn't really matter. Nick Foles beats Tom Brady again. But if I was the Chicago Bears, I wouldn't be getting too excited. Nick Foles is terrible. You know, I don't know what it is. Like, you know, the guy wins against Tom Brady, and it is what it is. But if you saw him play against the Colts (laughs) or anyone else, this is what Nick Foles does. He fools you. He tricks you. He's a chameleon. Nice guy. (laughs) Nice guy. Nick Foles is an instance where, you know, sometimes nice guys do finish first. Nick Foles really is a nice guy. Um, So, but whatever. Damn. We hit the teaser. We lose uh, the box. We lose the over. Should have known better, but I never win when I bet on unders. We hit the over of the college uh, game. Uh, the Yankees victorious. Yankees victorious, but it actually is first time the Yankees stayed under the number. And now the Tampa Bay Rays are in a lot of trouble. Garrett Cole takes the hill. We'll break it down. We're talking Dodgers. We're talking Yankees. That Braves called football. NBA bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageahol. <laughs> Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. <clears throat> Shout out to all of our radio affiliates, wherever you may be tuning in uh, this evening. Shout out to uh, SoCal and uh, the Mightier 10 at 90 crew. We uh, look forward to seeing you guys uh, soon. Uh, we're, uh, there's talks about uh, a live a live event, uh, but of course, but of course, it's like Seinfeld. You know, of course, we'd hire you, but of course, I'm under indictment. Uh, but of course, COVID, you know, <laughs> You know, COVID. So um, we'll see what happens over the next uh, next month or so, right? Next next couple of months, uh, we'll see how things uh, develop. All right, so we've got the NBA Finals uh, returning tomorrow night. Um, and if, if the, if the um, Rays would have beaten the Yankees uh, tonight, we wouldn't have had any uh, baseball uh, until Sunday. But now the fact that the Rays lost to the Yankees, we have a game five, so we've got baseball uh, on the board, so that's uh, that's it's good news, bad news. Bad news is I was on the Rays and I lose money on the game. Uh, good news is there's baseball tomorrow, and I've been on the Rays in all four games in this series, uh, but I'm not a Rays fan, and it's time to jump on the Bronx Bombers. As I stated, it's minus one fifty four. We just talked about the number with Ted uh, Teddy Covers a couple of minutes ago. It's minus one fifty four. I got to believe it goes up. You normally don't get a number that low when you're talking about uh, Garrett Cole being on the hill. Garrett Cole is money. It's not as if like he's overrated or something. The guy's going to bring it. And and I just think Tampa Tampa blew their opportunity. You know, it's like a fight. You know what I mean? You had your opponent on the ropes, and your opponent's a big dude that can knock you the, uh, the F out. And, you know, your, your opponent's Aaron Judge. You had him on the ropes, man. And, you know, you didn't finish him off. <laughs> and now... Now he's got a second wind, and you know the Yankees, and they, these teams hate each other too. And I've been betting on Tampa, but Tampa are pretty cocky. And listen, no one's ever going to feel sorry for the Yankees. The Yankees aren't like victims, uh, but Tampa are kind of the instigators in this stuff all the time. Like Tampa are the ones that always talk about how much they hate the Yankees, 
um, you know, because they're the, they're the small, you know, the David versus Goliath stuff. But, you know, you piss the Yankees off, and now they have their best pitcher coming at you. I think the number will only go up, actually. So if you're betting this game, my overnight suggestion is if you like the Yankees, take the Yankees now. If you like the Rays, my suggestion is wait. Uh, the mainstream public generally doesn't bet uh, overnight numbers. Um, you know, the public's going to start betting this game tomorrow afternoon as the day goes on. So the number's only going to go up because the public are gonna, all going to bet on Garrett Cole. So uh, if you like the Yankees, I would suggest jumping in on it. As far as the NBA game is concerned, as we discussed with Teddy, it's a tough one. They're all tough. What, 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 bet, any, bet on any sporting event is tough. All right. So where we always saw it's a tough one. Yeah, they're all tough. But. Miami really are going to have to bring it tomorrow to cover the number in this game. Like the Lakers will all, we've seen the Lakers are able to spot Miami a lead early in these games. And the Lakers just go on these big runs. They flick the switch and they turn it up a notch. And there's always that fear. And you know, when your backs against the wall, when you're in an elimination game, like Miami, let's say Miami are battling all night. And, yeah, you know, I think the best. I think the best way of putting this is Miami could play like perfect basketball tomorrow, and you know what? It'll be a close game. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like Miami could bring their A game. Everyone plays well. That gives them a chance to be in a close game. The Lakers bring their A game tomorrow, and they're popping the champagne, and they win by seventeen points. Like, and you know the danger is that if Miami's battling all night and, you know, they're up by four, they're up by five, or they're down by three and four, whatever, and then with six, seven minutes left, the Lakers just go on that. All right, they hit a three here, Caldwell Pope here, there, AD with a dunk, and then suddenly they're down by 11. They're not going to fight back for that backdoor cover. That's what I'm concerned about. Miami are coming in hot, but, and I mean, when I say hot, they're coming in intense, but, if it doesn't work out for them, you know what happens. You bring the intensity earlier, there's going to be a massive mental crash, and then they're going to realize we're screwed. We're, we're losing tonight, and then we're done. Are we pushing our lock list and betting on Miami again? They are 3-1 and one against the spread in this series. We should note that. They are 3-1 and one against the spread. So even if you bet on Miami, you're betting on them all the time, you lose, you, you are still up uh, in the series betting on them. I think, you know what, honestly, I think the safer and better way to go will probably be Miami first quarter. Miami Heat first quarter, maybe Miami Heat first half as well. Uh, you get a, get a first half number, four and a half, Miami Heat plus four and a half. You don't have to, and I think this is the way to go, actually. Expect Miami to come out intense early, play well early, but there's always that danger the Lakers are going to flick the switch. And go on that run. So I think it's somewhere like betting a baseball game of, and avoiding the bullpen, right? Betting the first five, uh, so to speak. Now, as far as LeBron James is concerned, it's funny because I, I talked about this exact subject and topic like a couple of nights ago or last week or whatever about LeBron James and about how he's still not a Los Angeles Laker. And LeBron James, I know Laker fans, right? I mean, I, I've li I lived in Los Angeles. And I know Laker fans. It's a Laker town. As big as the Dodgers are, it's a Laker town. It's the Lakers and Dodgers and then sort of everything else. But 
the Lakers are people don't realize like just how big the Lakers really are. Like it's it's about the Lakers there. And LeBron James, think about it, guys. When LeBron James went there, his mural got defaced. Like they put like somebody when 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 LeBron announced he was gonna go to the Lakers, when he went to the Lakers, somebody like painted a mural next to Kobe Bryant. Like, you know, and I'm like there's a mural and it was Kobe Bryant and other Laker greats and stuff, and they put LeBron up, and people defaced it. And it wasn't, and remember another guy, like, threw a shoe up and tried to knock, like, a LeBron poster, a guy had a Kobe jersey, he was like, what? And it was another dude, like, people in L.A. were, like, tearing LeBron stuff down. They were like, dude, he's not Kobe Bryant. He's not a Laker. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, he signed here. And we all knew. Like, you know, let, let's just be right. You know, did LeBron sign with the Lakers because it was a dream to play for the Lakers? He never, like, was, you know what I mean? He never talked about it being a dream to play for the Lakers. At the time, he signed with the Lakers for, as a business, you know, movie, the Space Jam. It's easier to be, you know, do movies and cut these deals in Hollywood if, you know, you're in Hollywood as opposed to being in Cleveland. And I get it. You can cut deals anywhere nowadays, but nevertheless, it is what it is. And that was one of his motivating factors. I don't know, like, you know, and I think Laker fans knew that. They were like, he's not really a Laker. He's sort of using the jersey, like, you know what I mean, and using the brand. And you saw, quite frankly, he didn't care last year. You know, he didn't care. You saw, man. Oh, you know, he said he was hurt, and he was really just smoking weed in in a recording studio. You know, he didn't like the, the picture. The, the, I forget what artist it was, but the artist actually t- posted a picture. And people did, like, the meta data. People can figure that stuff out. It's pretty crazy. I don't know. I can't explain it, but um, I don't know how they do it. But basically, they can tell when a picture was taken, even if the date's not on it, like the, the minute and stuff. So there was a Friday night. LeBron you know, said he wasn't feeling well or whatever. He was really in a studio. And you see, like, everyone smoking. I'm not calling him out for smoking blunts. I'm not saying even allegedly whatever. I'm just saying, there was a lot of blunt smoking in the room. He was chilled. He didn't look too whatever. It's like, you know, the Lakers, I remember, too, the Lakers were only like four and a half games out of a playoff spot with like 17 left, and he tapped out. Oh, I don't feel well. Like, LeBron mailed it in. Let's just be real. You know, he did. And I saw it, and I know diehard Laker fans saw it. You know, I was there with Magic Johnson. I was there with James Worthy and Kareem and Riley in that era. So... I'm not a Laker fan by heart, by nature, but I'm a Magic Johnson fan. I'm a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. I'm a Laker fan from that era. (laughs) Dude, I'll tell the story on the other side, man. My life used to depend on whether the Lakers would cover the spread or not. Chuck, Chuck. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. 
because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In With Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In With Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Renzi. At your rage, bring it. Los Angeles Lakers on the verge of a 17th um, NBA title. One more win that gets them there. We're talking about LeBron James uh, being a Laker and LeBron James's legacy. And as we stated, so when LeBron gets there, it, it was pretty transparent, right? It was like, yeah, whatever, LeBron. You know what I mean? Like you, you bounce around the league. Now you're going here for business purposes. And as I stated, and I'm just being real right now. If you, you know, there's a lot. There were a lot of incidences last year, and I get it. They were playing well before he got hurt. They were decent, but I think he was more concerned with Space Jam. I think he was more concerned with his his business deals and the, the HBO barbershop and all that other type of stuff. I think it was just sort of part of it. Basketball was just sort of part of it. Now, truth be told, I think he also knew that hey, I'm not winning with this team. Like, these aren't the guys I'm going to be able to win a title with. So, I, you know, and you saw that they they tried to get AD last year. It didn't work out. So, everything sort of got put on the back burner. And then they were able to get AD. And uh, here, we, here we are right now. But as I stated, and LeBron has conceded the same thing, doing an interview from the bubble, um, saying they don't care about your resume at all um, until you become a Laker. Then you've got to do it as a Laker. And then they will respect you. I've learned that. As uh, LeBron uh, goes on to say, uh, you know, about the expectations of of what uh, Lake, Laker, fans, um, Laker fans expect. And he understands, especially with the, the Kobe passing, right? Kobe passing and the way LeBron handled LeBron was the face of it. LeBron was the one that spoke after, you know, so LeBron took that head on, gained a lot of respect from Laker fans. But if there was no championship, like, you know, it sounds crazy, but like LeBron James is like, you know, LeBron James's Jersey and uniform. There's no banner in there. Then he's look how high the bar is. uh, As far as the Lakers, they won a lot. And, you know, Magic Johnson was a Laker. Kobe Bryant was a Laker. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played for other teams, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you think him, he's a Laker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, James Worthy is a Laker. You know, these guys are Lakers. And, you know, Kobe Bryant you know, was a Laker. Like, these guys are like, you know, Jerry West. There's pure sort of Lakers. 
And, you know, Shaquille O'Neal got welcomed into that club because he won so much, right? He wasn't a PR, he wasn't drafted by the Lakers, but he won. So LeBron needs to win, number one. And the fact that LeBron can win in a year in which Kobe passed, it catapults him into becoming a Laker. <laughs> like, like all the other Laker people will be nice to him now. Like the other Laker players that before, like, yeah, he's not really a Laker. You know, now it'll be like, yeah, he's a Laker. Now, you know, especially now. But LeBron James totally understands it. And it's funny because I, I talked about this. And, you know, one thing, one thing that yeah, I do find, though, LeBron is honest a lot, but then at the same point in time, he contradicts himself in which he talks about how you need to win in Los Angeles for them to respect you. And uh, I see right now that LeBron James is 3-0 and in NBA Finals games in which there is a chance to clinch the championship. Oh, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. As Al Del Vecchio from uh, Happy Days used to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, guys, uh, I think, listen, they're wearing the Kobe jersey tomorrow. For the record, they're 4-0. That is their record in the playoffs when they wear this Kobe jersey. And I give them credit for not overdoing it because if I was them, I'd just wear it every night. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, it's Kobe's jersey. We're wearing it every night, and it brings us magic, and we're going to win the title. But they, they're busting it out tomorrow night, which oh, it's almost like, oh, God, yeah, yeah, they're busting out the Kobe jersey. You know, they're trying to win it in the Kobe jersey. And they're, they're 4-0, but LeBron James is 3-0 and in NBA Finals games in which there was a chance uh, for him to clinch the championship. With a, if he does it again with a victory on Friday, he would become the first player to be 4-0 in such situations, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Ah, what do they know? Actually, they know everything, the Elias Sports Bureau. They know everything. So, like, you know, and I know we probably have LeBron haters tuning in, but I know we got a lot of LeBron fans as well tuning in. So, but for you haters out there, and listen, I've all, I'm still on Team Jordan, but you, you got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, if the guy, you know, only player in NBA history to close this out 3-0, and and when he has a chance to win a championship, he could become uh, 4-0. And it's funny because people always look for holes. People always look for holes in LeBron James's like resume. And my my argument against LeBron over the years was I you know I don't like the fact he cries all the time. That's there, that's one thing that gets to me. I'm not I'm not a fan of the crying all the time, but my deal was that the lack of intensity and the lack of a killer instinct. You know what I mean? That He's okay with being, you know, three and six in the finals. That, you know, like three and six, yeah, it's good. You won three titles, but that's not six and oh, man. Like Michael Jordan, like there's different levels to this stuff. And like Michael Jordan's intensity factor is a next level. The killer instinct that Jordan had is like next level. But I've come around on this and... You know, a lot of it sort of took the last, the last dance sort of highlighted it for me. But I always sort of knew it, and I don't know if it's because I'm older now, but you ask yourself, who's, ha- who's a happier person, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? 
I, I can't get a Michael Jordan's head, and I know Michael Jordan's got like billions of dollars, and LeBron is ri- uh, not as rich as Jordan is, even as rich as LeBron is. Jordan's like rich, rich, you know. Jordan owns NBA teams and NASCAR teams now, and like you know what I mean. Like Jordan's rich, rich, rich from from shoes, right? But look at from the Last Dance. Like Jordan's like a bitter man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, you know, he, he barely smiled. The only time he ever smiled or laughed is when he was laughing at someone else. Like, Jordan, like, never smiled. Like, yeah, I'm the best. Or, yeah, we won. You saw at the end of the documentary, he said, well, we should have won eight. We should have won nine. And you know it bothers him. Right? So, I'm just saying, like, LeBron, LeBron has lived a great life. But I think that, like, people have looked for a hole. So, his first title uh, with the Miami Heat. And I said the same crap. Yeah, whatever, dude. You went to the Miami Heat. You guys stacked the deck. Uh, we talked about it. You had Bosch. You had uh, you had Dwayne Wade, and you had, Ray, you had Ray Allen. Ray Allen was the one that was always clutched there. You know, for you guys in, the, in that era, you won two out of four only. One of them was total garbage, and you know the the league like screwed over the Mavericks. So you know we could go on. Um, so that one, yeah, whatever. But if you look at you look at the championships, you look at the championships uh, that that he won. So the you know the Miami ones, they don't hold you know, they're not special. It's not doesn't feel special. But you can't deny there he's got two rings. That's two championships there. The, and like you know, how do you not give him credit for the Cleveland one? They're down three one guys. It's the only time it ever happened in NBA Finals history. So, like, I'm just pointing out for, like, the so-called lack of clutchness with LeBron. I'm like, I don't know. He came back down from 3-1 against the Golden State Warriors. Never happened before. And you know, Golden State Warriors, pretty good basketball team. Yeah, Draymond Green got suspended, but whatever. It's not LeBron's fault that Draymond's a stupid idiot. Like, most people that go to Michigan State are. So, um, I don't you know. You look at that one. That's a pretty damn special one. Then you throw in the fact that Cleveland never wins anything uh, besides, you know, getting mocked the most besides Buffalo, you know, as far as cities in America. Think how special that was. He goes back to Cleveland. Pat Riley told him you're making the biggest mistake of your life leaving. He gets redemption after being hated and people burning his jerseys. (laughs) He wins in Cleveland, goes to L.A., feels like a big phony move, real Hollywood type. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're a big phony. You're only there just to, you know, to cut movies and TV show deals and stuff like that. But ultimately, he ends up winning in Los Angeles. Yeah, you win NBA titles with three different teams. And, oh, yeah, you did it with the Lakers in a year in which Kobe Bryant died. And it's not like, oh, yeah, Kobe Bryant died and the Lakers win every year. So, oh, and you did it in a year. The Lakers haven't won since Kobe Bryant. So this, like, and it's just interesting that LeBron even gets it, that LeBron goes from being, yeah, yeah, we're going to deface, uh, we're going to deface your, <laughs> we're going to deface your mural to, to being, like, basically on the Mount Rushmore. Like, you know, LeBron wins this. He's He's there. Like, I know it's not, like, multiple titles like these other guys there, but especially in a year that Kobe passed. I mean, if you're a Laker fan, I don't know what more he could have done for you. And listen, Anthony Davis as well. Anthony Davis as well. And 
the Lakers are now pissed. And how about this? Like, the, yeah, Lawrence Frank wins the the executive of the year. The Clippers. How does the Clippers? Ex- how is the Clippers GM the executive of the year? They get bounced in the second round of the playoffs. How about Masai Jerry too? La- the Raptors win a title last year. Masai Jerry was the fourth best executive of the year. This year, they lose Kawhi Leonard. They they, they win like a million games, and he's fifth. So in other words, the executive year is a pile of crap, but the Laker players are pissed that Palinka didn't get it. Portrait's late night continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Sports Rage. Late night continues. I'm Renzi. All right, we talked about LeBron James, the Los Angeles Lakers. Get ready for a lot of Kobe stuff. It's going to be an emotional night uh, tomorrow night uh, for Laker fans and uh, for for uh, Vanessa Bryant and uh, and everybody. And you, you it, don't you just get the feeling that it's done? And you know this is coming from someone that's bet on the Miami Heat in every game. I bet on the Lakers in one game actually. The one game they lost. <laughs> the one game they lost. I had them in a money line parlay, uh, but I should have known better. Um, so I've taken the heat in uh, in three of the four games. But as the game approaches, I'm starting to get the feeling, I think the first, if we want to get really cocky here on the way out in what I think is going to be the last NBA game of the year, and what a, what, what a fun run it's been, actually. Like, let's give props. You know how, like, in the NCAA March Madness tournament, they, they have that um, one shining moment crap? They should do that for, like, the NBA, except with a different song. <laughs> But they, you know what I mean. They should do a montage of, like, just think back of like how crazy 2020's been, and like the Phoenix Suns going eight and zero. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just some of the memories of like you know T.J. Warren going off, and um, you know some great you know Denver Nuggets coming back from three one twice. The Clippers getting eliminated. There's so many crazy moments that happened in the in the NBA hub and uh, bubble. Why was the NHL a hub and the NBA a bubble? Same thing, right? Hub bubble. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't get that. Hockey always has to be different. So yeah, some some great memories. But you know, one thing I want to bring up tonight's football game. All right, so it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't pretty. These Thursday night games rarely are. Twenty nineteen final score. But one thing, if you notice tonight, it was pretty nasty and violent. It was pretty old school. Like, the Bears, like, Khalil Mack was trying to, like, kill Tom Brady. And Tom Brady what didn't like it very much. And somebody else, I, I, I forget who it was, his name, like, came in on the, on the Bears. I don't know if you guys remember, but he came in real low on Brady, man. Like, it should have been a penalty, to be honest. You're not allowed to sack in a quarterback low. He came in at the knees. 
Like it, it appeared to me like the Bears were trying to hurt uh, Tom Brady. Like they, they, it was like borderline dirty type stuff. Like they were slamming him down. They were pushing his chest, and they got like Khalil Mack was talking a lot of smack and trying to get him. And that's you got to do that though. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not like crying about oh Tom Brady. Brady hates that stuff. Brady's a pretty boy. Brady doesn't like that. Brady likes to get protected from the refs and stuff, and he's not getting the same. He doesn't get the same calls anymore because it's not Belichick and the Patriots. A different. He's in a new world now, and he, you know, and the line's not great. Like Tom Brady got smoked tonight a few times, right? But the Buccaneer players knew it, and the Buccaneer players were like, they were going like you saw what they did to Robinson. Like they were, they were like, all right, all right. All right, it's going to turn to this. So I actually enjoyed the nastiness of the game. And that's one thing I want to bring up as far as like baseball and and the Dodgers and the LA and San Diego series. In which uh, the Dodgers won 12-3 and uh, now move on. Uh, They'll play on uh, Monday, I believe. I believe that was the tentative schedule that was set. Um, So against the Atlanta Braves. But the Los Angeles-San Diego... Tampa and the Yankees, they don't like each other, and it shows, and it's real, and it's entertaining. Like, the Dodgers and Padre series was real fun to watch. Now, it wasn't great if you were a San Diego fan, and the Dodgers ran, like, the definition of running the score up. The Dodgers ran the score up on the way out here, you know, just to send a message to a new division rival. But to me, it's refreshing. Like, to see... To see, like, I liked it tonight, the football game, that they didn't like each other and they were mouthing off at each other. And the baseball games in in which, you know, they're ready to throw down all the time. It's intense. The Braves, the Braves and the Marlins, like, really didn't like each other. <laughs> like, like, they don't like each other for real. Um, you know, we've heard, like, basically the Yankees and the Rays are going to brawl next year. Like they, they, it's almost like a wink, you know, an agreement. The, yeah, yeah, we're gonna brawl next year, like in spring training or whatever. Like we're gonna settle this, but they can't do it now because it's game five and no one wants to get suspended. There's like a sheer hate level uh, that comes through, and the baseball playoffs have been great like that. They've been ultra uber intense, and I'm really enjoying it. And I, you know, without the fans, you can feel it more. Actually, like I don't know, there's just there's like you can really just feel the the, the tension in the air with these teams and these teams. Like San Diego are so cocky, like you know, like Manny Machado. Like really, bro, you're the one that's upset about like you know, like people hot dogging. Are you kidding me, Manny Machado? This is what it's come to. Fernando, listen, Tatis Jr., I defended this kid. The guy hits grand slams in 10-2 games. I defended him. I said at the time, let him do it. It's it's, it's baseball, <laughs> right? But I said, hey, that's, that's modern baseball. But in San Diego, we get all mad like when the Dodgers act cocky back and run the score up on them. <laughs> like, San Diego beat the Dodgers one weekend this year and then ran their mouths and like, we're not rah, rah, rah. And then after, like, the Dodgers just, like, pummel them in a submission and it's like, well, you guys are mean. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. You you, you ran your mouth and you got bitch slapped. That's what happened, <laughs> okay? That's what happened. The Dodgers are on the warpath right now. Dodgers are uh, rolling. Dangerous, dangerous offense the Dodgers have. Solid pitching. Dodgers are the complete package. The Atlanta Braves are damn good. Uh, but I think the Dodgers are better. Dodgers in six. 
uh, initial prediction here. And I think the Yankees are going to get it done. And then Yankees and Astros, I don't know. I, I, I think the, I would have to say the Yankees. We're not there yet. I don't like hypotheticals, right? That's why I'm like, I don't know. We've got to see the, you know, how it plays out, the pitching rotation and everything. But I, I don't know if the Astros can make it all the way to the World Series. I think the Astros just sort of had good matchups. But I like the intensity of baseball. And think about it, guys. The Astros, everyone hates the Astros. <laughs> like, like, the Rays aren't big fans of the Astros. No, they're in the American League, but the Yankees hate the Astros. They lost to the Astros, and so are the Dodgers. It's like the revenge redemption tour. Like, you want to talk about bad blood? Like, trust me, the Yankees freaking hate the Astros. The two teams that hate the everyone hates the Astros. The two teams that hate the Astros the most, the Dodgers and the Yankees. All right, and here we here we are. The Astros are waiting for you, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's almost like a UFC fight. Like you can't, you can't. It doesn't get better than this. And like basketball, it's been great. It's been fun. But the one that's the one thing with the NBA, and I don't mind it because I'm not, you know, whatever. Society's different now, so I don't. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people. But I notice now, like these guys aren't all hugging each other. I don't even think Tom Brady, did Brady shake Nick Foles' hand tonight? I'm not even sure because I saw Foles at midfield sort of looking around, and I think Brady, Brady's sometimes like a, you know, Brady won't always shake your hand. He's a, he, that's the thing with Brady. Brady's a nice guy if he wins, but if he loses, he's a big, you know, he's like a six-year-old uh, kid that, you know, didn't get, uh, didn't get um, the flavor of ice cream that he wanted. So, you know, I like the intensity and even it's crazy because even NH, the NHL, the NHL was not intense. The NHL was not intense and I'm not putting any asterisks next to uh, the Tampa Bay lightning Stanley cup championship. Congratulations to them. They earned it. But at the same point in time, it just wasn't like, I don't know if it was because there was no fans. I think fans do have an influence Look, fans don't have an influence on a baseball game. Baseball players tune it out. Baseball is a cerebral sport. Hockey, it does, man. The big hit, the big save, like the 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 energy in a hockey arena is like like no other. And it just wasn't as intense. And I know the 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 the, the NHL is a great league, and the, the the players are great and super fast. And man, like the skill level is crazy. These guys can skate like you know. They're all big. Um, I get it. I get it. But it's not as, you know, it's not rock and sock hockey anymore. Like Don Cherry would go out of business trying to like sell, sell. Um, like I remember Don Cherry used to sell rock and sock like, you know, video cassettes in the old days. <laughs> You'd do the VHS and then DVDs or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? You can't do rock and sock anymore. There's no rock and sock And like even the NHL, like they're... You know, the biggest bad blood, whatever. Someone on the Flyers hit someone on the Canadians after the game was over and ran them over. Like, ooh. It's like, in the old days, it was like the Flyers and Canadians used to brawl before the game started. They used to shoot pucks at each other and go, all right, let's fight. Um, so even the NHL wasn't intense. It was good. Good hockey. It was good hockey, but it wasn't intense. You know what I mean? They didn't hate each other. You could tell. Like, they're all buddies. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't intense. 
The NBA has been great, but it's not intense. Like, they, uh, yeah, we, they all love LeBron. You're going to see LeBron's going to win tomorrow. Everyone on the Heat's going to hug him and all that stuff. And, oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. LeBron's great. And, oh, the king got it done. So it's nice to see uh, the, it's nice to see Khalil Mack trying to kill Tom Brady. That's what sports are. Let's, 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 let's uh, bring some aggression to the table here. It was nice to see some intensity in the football game and the Bears playing football. And I enjoy the baseball, these rivalries and the cockiness and the bat flips and people throwing their gloves and and pitchers hitting uh, people. And like, it's great stuff. To me, like baseball needs more of it. Like It's like hockey. People want to see fighting in hockey. What do people want to see in NASCAR? Unfortunately, a lot of people want to see car crashes in NASCAR, but people love when, the, when there's fights in NASCAR. They you know what I mean? Like not like people love it. It's great. Like they they milk it. The media milks it. NASCAR pretends they don't like it, but they love it. You know, when a guy gets out of his car and he throws his helmet at the other guy and he, he starts punching people on the other team and there's like a bunch of dudes in the pit area rolling around and brawling. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to see the next race after, right? We need some intensity in sports. There's too much, you know, I think the virus as well. You know, you're in the bubble. You're all living in the same hotel and stuff like that. You see each other all the time. It's a job. It's not the same. It's not the same. So all that to say, I'm enjoying the the intensity of the baseball playoffs. And it's only going to get more intense. It's only going to get more intense. Like I said, the, the American League, we can't lose. You know, we, we, we can't lose with this. Like, you know, the Astros are just a hateable, t- you know, they're an easy team to dislike, so they'll be interested and the ratings will be good and people are going to be interested just to want to watch the Astros lose. If it's the Yankees and the Astros, which I think it will be, that's going to be super sick and cool. And then the Dodgers and the uh, Braves. I'm sure it won't take long before they don't like each other. <laughs> you know, it won't, like, they're, they're both cocky. You got a bunch of cocky young dudes on each team. Uh, you notice the Braves seem to get into it with everybody. Uh, the Dodgers, I'm a Dodger fan, but the Dodgers are a very unlikable team. I totally get it if you're not a Dodger fan. Uh, you know, I totally get it if you're another team. Like, the Dodgers do chirp. They do it like an even, they do it where, like I said, Gratterall put, like, the glove over his face. He's chirping. So, like, you know, you can't really see him being a jerk unless you're really specifically noticing. But the Dodgers do a lot of little jerk things to you. And the Dodgers do run the score up. Let's not forget, the Dodgers pissed in Arizona's pool after they took him in the playoffs. <laughs> Literally. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage. Late night as we wind down. Shout out to our uh, boy Yang, Master Control, Midtown of Manhattan. Shout out to King Ganja listening in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we got Sooner Lisa as well in, uh, in Oklahoma. Wow, Texas and Oklahoma mingling in our chat uh, here this evening. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. Big game. Big game for both programs. 
And I don't know, man. You just can't believe that Oklahoma is going to lose three times in a row. Uh, but at the same point in time, Texas's offense is really rolling right now. Oklahoma have won four the last five times, I believe, against them. So it's like Texas kind of are due for a win. A tough game. I, I like the over in this game. And as I mentioned, if you like uh, if you like the Yankees, I would jump in. So it was minus 154 a couple of minutes ago at uh, FanDuel. And uh, let's hit refresh on the way out here right now. I think it's going to go up. I think it, my my guesstimation is it'll be in the minus 170 range. It'll get that high. Like 167, 168. Come on, it's Garrett Cole. And like I said, like nut jobs, it's only nut jobs and DGENs that are betting overnight. Speaking of which, I'm going to get this bet in. Minus 154 at FanDuel right now, Garrett Cole. We've been on Tampa in the first four games. We're off the Rays wagon. We're on the yeah, the, we're on the, uh, the Bronx Bombers wagon now. We're in. Uh, we're in. And as far as the NBA game is concerned, man, it was seven and a half. I'm seeing seven right now. I'm sort of talking myself out of the Miami Heat. I was thinking the Heat aren't going to roll over. The Heat aren't going to quit. All that can be true, and they can still lose, and they can still not cover. You can get four and a half points in the first half, uh, Miami Heat. I think the first quarter, I can, you know, I think the Heat will come out hot, pardon the pun, and um, but the Lakers are going to go on some, you know, second half run at some point in time, and um, they'll be popping the champagne, lighting the uh, the blunts, and celebrating their 17th championship. Friday night free show is always good. Game time decisions tomorrow. We'll break it all down. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.